Welcome to 5-Minute Answers. This week I want to talk about how you develop a good relationship. I think especially marriage. I would call marriage the top relationship if you're lucky enough to be in a marriage. But all relationships, close friends, family, any close relationship, anytime you essentially decide you want to share yourself with someone else, I suppose, that kind of a relationship. Marriage involves promises. You know, you've made promises that you're going to share yourself with each other. But all relationships are important and really define who we are more than anything else I can think of. The deep relationships you develop, particularly family ones, and marriage is essentially starting your own family, especially when you decide to have kids, let's say. But these relationships will be the most meaningful aspects of your life. They're worth your best effort and your best attention. And very often, they don't get it. We kind of float through and don't think about what we're doing. But these, that's why we're going to start to answer that question this week of how do you develop a good relationship. Well, I think there are three things that you'll need to develop if you want a good rela good relationship, good marriage, a good relationship, or fix weaker ones for that matter. These three things are important. Think of these three things and how they apply in your relationship you're currently in, especially marriage or your future marriage. If you plan on getting married one day, you want to be ready for it and know up front what to do, or any other relationship you're in that's important to you. Here's the three things. First, you need to give dedicated space for that other person in your mind and in your heart dedicated space. Second, you must emphasize the good in your partner and de-emphasize the bad. It'll be there. And you may even need to talk about it, but you need to de-emphasize it and emphasize the good. That's the second thing. Third, you must find some service-oriented goals that you together can work on. Serving someone outside of the relationship in some way and work on them together. Not just try and serve yourselves only in the relationship. Uh, if you do, the relationship will likely canker. Well, let's talk about those a little bit more in depth. First, I said give dedicated space to the person in your mind and in your heart. That will lead to your actions. Well, John Gottman, who's a well-known marriage and relationship psychologist, for example, he claims that he can interview a couple before marriage usually, when they're thinking about marriage, and in 15 minutes to a half hour, he can determine with over 90% accuracy if they're going to stay together or not. He's known for that. Well, what he does is he asks questions that try to elicit from the partners, trying to determine if they are willing to give space, that number one thing, if they're willing to give space for each other. He asks questions like, how did you two meet? Or what is it that your partner loves the most? Describe something that she loves or he loves. And he try, in these kinds of questions, he's trying to determine if they've given space to each other. What you want, don't want to hear is something like, well, when he asks the question, Where'd you first meet? You don't want to hear, hey, Karen, how did we first meet? See, that person is not given space. Hasn't, it wasn't important enough to even remember. Good relationship partners know what their spouses love. They know what their spouses or their relationship partners are afraid of. They know what their dreams are and all these things. These facts are important to them. They've made mental notes. They have space. They've made space to store the information, remember it in their minds and also in their hearts. That's the second thing. Not just in their minds, but in their hearts too. And that means their feelings. They don't just know. They feel what their partner feels. Or, or they find joy in what they feel anyway. 
Have you ever seen a movie, for example, and you said to yourself, boy, Jennifer would love this movie. I have to take her to see this movie. It would make you just want to. It would make you happy to do it. That's what I mean when you give space in your heart. You feel deeply happy when your partner is happier. And you look for chances to be involved in that process. Christmas is a good time, and there's lots of opportunities. Uh, but really, any time you do this, you really want to please your partner. You want to f them to feel happy. It makes you feel happy. Marriages or relationships that don't have this usually end up wearing down. People, the, the partners get tired of the effort. They're not really interested in each other. They haven't made space in their mind and in their heart. Well, the second thing that we talked about that you need to make a relationship work is you need to emphasize the good in your partner and de-emphasize the not-so-good. Not ignore it, per se, but chances are both, of you, both you and your partner already know very well what you do that bothers your relationship partners. We always tell them, too much really, way too much sometimes. We keep emphasizing the negative and telling them what bothers. If you'd only do this, then it would be, well, bad relationships, you know, ones that probably aren't going to last that long, emphasize the bad a lot. I can conceive of needing to point out the bad. That's, that's probably part of growing together in a trusting way. That's part of a relationship. But emphasize the good. And there's always a lot of it. What drew you to each other in the first place, you know, what made you want to have a relationship. If you emphasize the good, it'll make you happier. Uh, just to consciously notice your partner more, it'll do that. And it is much, much, much more likely to lead to changing the bad anyway. All the evidence indicates that. That's in every marriage and relationship counsel I've ever seen. Emphasize the good. De-emphasize the bad. Well, enough said on that. I get, you could talk a lot about on any one of these a lot, but let's go on to the third one. The last thing that I say you need, and actually it may surprise you, but I firmly believe that in order for a relationship to be deeply meaningful, you, you have to use that relationship that you've created to do good to others in some unselfish way together. If you can do this, you'll actually be using your relationship that you've built together to do good, and you'll see each other doing it. It's very, very powerful. Oh, having children, for example, it, that takes a combined goal to accomplish a great good. You know, raising good, happy, ethical human beings, well, that might be the highest goal I can think of. You know, the future depends on it, on parents doing this anyway. Maybe you can have a good relationship without working together for the good of something outside of your own desires, but a relationship really is defined by what you agree on and work together on, really. That's what a relationship is. What you disagree on there, you don't have a relationship in that. You're separate people. What you agree on and what you're capable of working together with, that good you can accomplish, that is what a relationship is. Now, you're better than you ever would have been alone because you're working together to do something good, powerful, that's deep. That, that's a relationship. That's a deep relationship. So I think you need to define worthy goals together that you can work on together, that are lasting and good for others and that. These three things then really define those deep, lasting, powerful relationships that make life most meaningful and most joyful. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.